Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Police in Argentina raided a swingers party. But when they showed up, the swingers thought the cops were strippers. It didn't help when the cops were like, all right, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. Until the pandemic is over, tofu must come up with a warning label that reads, no, you don't have COVID. This stuff has no taste. (laughs) From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Well, how was your first weekend under a stay-at-home order? So uneventful. You know what? Thank God there were sports on. There was a lot of the sports, all of the sports pretty much on this weekend. And that was kind of the saving grace where I didn't feel too bad about it. Honestly, I was very happy to stay in, have a couple drinks, watch some sports. And that was pretty much like it and entertain some children inside the house as best as I as I could without going too crazy. So uh, actually first weekend, no problem. What about you? You know, it was okay. I did kind of break a couple of rules, but not really because I do have that asterisk that I'm allowed to join one other household. So I was at the girlfriend's this weekend. I was taking care of the dog. We were having a good time. It was fine. I watched the Bills game there on uh, Saturday night, and, and that was good. But no, I didn't actually stay home. Now, in being out, one thing I did notice is that there was a lot of other people that also didn't stay home. I don't know if you can use traffic as an indicator of how well or how poorly the restrictions are working, but there was a lot of cars on the road. Yeah, interesting. I heard a couple of people, or I shouldn't say I heard, I saw on social media, of course, uh, some people saying the same thing. Like, these fucking orders are bullshit because no one's following them and it was busy on the streets and et cetera, et cetera. So I don't know. I, I, I did have to do my grocery shop. I did it on Friday, though, on my way home. And, and that was something that I had to do. I have to do that at least once a week, usually. Um, and I found it to be fine. In fact, barely any any lineup when I went. So I can't say from my perspective that I found it to be any different. But um, I, I don't know. I guess... Like to me, I don't know. You got to just keep taking a look at the numbers because they'll be a good indication. And it looks like we are, dare I say, looking a little better. Yep. You can totally look at what's going on lately as a glass half full scenario because the number of active cases keeps decreasing. We're getting thousands of new infections, but the number recovered is actually greater than the number of new. And that's what we want to see. That brings down the number of active cases. Hospitalizations way down this weekend. Mm-hmm. Now, part of that is we had so many people die. I mean, the death toll, there was we lost like 120 Ontarians this weekend. It was nuts. But um, there is, I think, a little bit of reason for optimism. It seems like we're going in the right direction somewhat. Uh, even Ryan Imgrund, who was our guest, was just before the holidays, right? Yeah. He was on yeah, just before right. Christmas. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't give a lot of credit to the provincial government, but even he put out a tweet yesterday that pointed out the lockdowns do seem to be working. Mm-hmm. Finally, they're starting to kick in and bring those numbers down. So that's good. Really good. We're going to, before we talk about Joe Biden and the inauguration that's coming up on Wednesday, because there's a couple of things happening. Charles Barkley, 
from the NBA on TNT. I think everybody knows who Charles Barkley is, right? I, I, I would think so, because even if you're not an avid basketball uh, fan, you still know him from other things. He kind of pops up in the entertainment world a lot, too. So I think most people know him. He made a controversial comment the other day, and, and I'm half wondering if I should agree with him on a devil's advocate thing. And, and on one level, I kind of do agree with him, but let me just tell you the story. And then you guys can make up your own mind because I have a feeling this is one where as soon as you hear it, you'll have strong feelings either way. Charles Barkley says pro athletes should get the COVID vaccine first because they pay more in taxes than most people. You want to handle this? Well, I mean, <laughs> my first thought is, I mean, no, I don't agree with what he's saying, but that's but that's. Right there, what you said is there was a lot of little things surrounding that statement, basically. There was a lot of pre-talk to it and a lot of post-talk to it. You know what I mean? Like, like that was a statement that was basically said, but he said a lot of other things around it. Like, to me, no, I don't agree with that point blank. We have people in the front lines and people dying. And first and foremost, I've said it before, those are the people who get it first. Like, that's it, period, the end. We should be vaccinizing. Mm-hmm. Va- vac- they should all get it, basically. And then, once it comes turn to the ge- time for the general public, no, I mean, I don't think that necessarily because they pay higher taxes, that that means that they get front, li- like front of line. It doesn't really, I don't know, it doesn't make sense to me, no. Uh, listen, as much taxes as these players pay, let me repeat that. As much taxes as these players pay, they deserve some preferential treatment. Well, uh, for, for life and death? Yes. The, yeah, the amount of money you make. Uh, no, no I said taxes. The amount of, I didn't, I didn't say the amount of pay. money you make. Well, that's, I'm saying, that's no, no, on no. taxes. That's I'm saying the taxes. amount of taxes these guys pay. No. no. It, they, they, we can't go there. You know, maybe if you take away the ones who are most vulnerable and those true frontline workers and do them first – Before we get to the general public, is there anything to the argument that those who pay more should get a little bit of privilege? And I'll give you an example on a watered-down type scale. Before I moved to the place I'm in now, I was in a fairly nice neighborhood. I I was doing pretty well at the time, and my uh, neighbor approached me one day, and he said, You know what? Scotty, this is bullshit. We pay more in property taxes than almost any other neighborhood in Milton. We're certainly paying the highest level of property taxes. Why do we have to wait till the end to get our street plowed? It's bullshit that we pay more in taxes than most people, but their roads get done before ours. Yeah, and that's such a slippery slope. Like, that thought is just, it's it's kind of toxic to me. Because then what are you saying? Like, okay, so ambulatory care. Okay, so you come first to the, basically to the people who are more well off than those who aren't. Like, come on. Like, where does it end then? You know, and and in this particular case with Charles Barkley, it, should they not be some of the healthiest people? You know, they should be some you know? of the healthiest. Like, people, do they yeah. not have amazing health care options? Yeah, there are sure. some people who are not, especially in the United States. If you want to talk strictly in the, the United States, they should have the very best care. They're able to have access to the medical centers that other people can't even get into and personal and personal care that nobody else can. So that to me is horseshit. Like if they caught it, they should be able to deal with it quickly and they would be able to deal with it quickly. And they have that uh, as an option for them and other people don't. So I don't know though that whole thing. I, I, I don't agree with it at all. 
Yeah, and there's a lot of people who are going to take issue with it, but and, and it's really going to come down to your personal circumstance. I feel like there are some people probably listening right now that are pretty wealthy, and the more money you make, the more you pay in taxes. But that's the only part, uh, or but everything is equal. The the you have to pay more, but you don't get any more in service is something that kind of gets kicked in the gut of, of people who are doing well. More. You have so much more privilege, though. You have a privilege in other areas. There's so much more privilege for you than there is. It's more pros than cons. And I think even those people who are well off that are arguing this. OK, then would you rather make an average salary? The answer is going to be no every time. You can't have it both fucking ways. No. Yeah, and I mean, I'm trying to see it both ways because I I certainly do understand it. And I'll be honest with you. I think most people understand that we're not exactly poor. We're not rich by any means. We make a fairly average salary, but uh, we we do pay more in taxes than most people. But the thing to keep in mind about taxes is the tax that you pay is proportionate to your income. So uh, let's say just to use round numbers, if you pay $30,000 a year in income tax – That's because that's a portion of your income to another person who makes, say, $15,000 a year or $20,000 a year paying $2,000 in tax is about the same thing. It's proportionate to your income. And I think that's what most people would point out when it comes to Charles Barkley. Because you pay more, should you get some privileges, some perks? Eh, I think you described it best, Kat. That's a real slippery slope to go down, but... There's people who feel that way. There really, really is on on both sides of the spectrum. Let's talk about old people for a second here. And this has nothing to do with COVID. It's the quarterbacks of the National Football League. (laughs) You're really going to categorize them as old people? Shit, Kat. Come on. It's it's funny because in the NFC, I I know, but I heard this great stat on the broadcast on the pregame yesterday, and they pointed out that all of the quarterbacks remaining on the NFC side are over 40 years old. Mm -hmm. Then on the AFC side, none of them are over 25. It really is going to be the young kids versus the old vets. Now, the way it shapes up, uh, hate him or love him, and I feel like there's more people that hate him than love him, but Tom Brady fucking did it again. Are you kidding me? This guy left the safety and comfort of New England Went down to Tampa Bay, who was sort of up and coming, but not even close to there yet. And he's taken them to the NFC Championship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the defense was the key to the game and the way they played. We were going up against a really good defense. They challenged us. Um, I thought their defense played really well, but our defense really balled out. Got the turnovers we needed and um, ended up being a great win for us. What was this different this time? Because Saturday we saw on the IG, we know you wanted to play New Orleans again, round three. But what was different for you guys this time? Well, turnovers were a big part of it. We talked about that and, you know, really just locking in and playing a lot better than we did the first two times we played them. So we had a bunch of turnovers last time. This time they turn it over, and that's usually the story of football games. What other thing could you possibly say other than the offseason acquisition of Tom Brady and everything that came along with it? I can't think of another determining factor that would have put them in this spot. Can well, you? that's why they paid the big dollars. And sometimes that pays off. Yes. Tom Brady is going to take on Aaron Rodgers. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Green Bay Packers. Both quarterbacks are future Hall of Famers. They're both incredibly gifted athletes. They're considered among the best at what they do. But then on the other side, 
you basically got two kids. You've got the reigning NFL MVP, Patrick Mahomes, and the Kansas City Chiefs taking on Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. It's kind of funny because when you watch Brady and Rodgers, they are a little bit older. And and no, they're not as quick or as athletic as the younger guys. And I don't think anybody would expect a 40-plus-year-old quarterback to be as agile and athletic as the younger guys. Mm -hmm. But they're playing a different game. When you watch Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs or Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, at times it's like sitting there watching somebody play Madden because some stupid shit happens that probably doesn't happen in most football games. They're running bizarre plays and they're getting creative. It's so much fun to watch. Mm -hmm. And no matter what, the Super Bowl is going to feature a kid under 25 and his dad over 40. Yeah, honestly, I, I think that you nailed it, though. The different ways to play. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be a football you know, pro. You know that I'm not that big into football. But what I will tell you is, regardless of what, what the sport is being played, we've had this argument or the, these, these conversations before, whether it's about hockey or it's about any kind of team sport where there's younger players and older vets. And you do have to switch up your game. You're absolutely right. So maybe the physical might not necessarily be your thing, but you definitely have the strategy. You have the years of experience. And can that overtake that young, you know, that just the number of, of hey, this person's younger. So it, I don't know. I think it's interesting. I, I like that, though. I like that. I like that there's still competition in that age range. That's fabulous. It's going to be so much fun this weekend, Kat. And based on some of the Bills Mafia videos that I saw on Instagram this weekend, I have a feeling that if Buffalo somehow finds a way to beat Kansas City, and yeah, Kansas City is favored to win it all this year, so Buffalo's going to have a tough time. If they can actually do it, this weekend in Buffalo, it's going to look like the Bills won the Super Bowl because they got by Kansas City. In fact, it's a good thing that fucking border is still closed because nobody should be going there. It's going to be crazier in Buffalo than it's going to be in Washington on Wednesday for Joe Biden's inauguration. It's going to be nuts. Mm -hmm. And speaking of the inauguration, hey, we're just a couple days away from a brand new president of America. The security is becoming an issue. Uh Every day, it seems, they invent a new problem that hasn't actually surfaced yet. But I'll give you the latest here. U.S. defense officials say they're worried now about an insider attack or other threat from service members that are providing security for the inauguration. So now the FBI is going to go and run background checks on all 25,000 National Guard troops that are coming into Washington for the event. They say it's a massive undertaking reflecting the extraordinary security concerns that have gripped Washington since the insurrection on January the 6th. When they have to do a background check on 25,000 soldiers because now they're afraid one of the soldiers might do Do some stupid shit. Well, do you think something bad is going to happen? What is your feeling? Um, I tend to think no. I tend to think that people will respect the peaceful transfer of power, and that is what democracy is founded on. Uh, One person gets elected, another person's time is done, and they transfer power peacefully. I would love to think that that's what's going to happen. Will it happen? I'm going to hope for the best here. Uh, I got a good look at it. I was watching, I think it was 60 Minutes last night, and they were showing... All of the security around there. And typically for an inauguration, people will stand mainly on the National Mall. That's a two-mile-long park, and it's got the reflecting pond, and at one end is the Capitol. The other end is the Lincoln Memorial. It's got the uh, uh, fencing all around it to keep people contained, that sort of thing. Now they're not even going to open that. 
there's only going to be a couple people on the Capitol steps, like former presidents. And then there's going to be a couple of seats out in front. But otherwise, the National Mall is going to be empty. I don't even know how somebody could do something on Wednesday, to be honest with you. Yeah, okay. All right. Or what what do you figure you're going to accomplish? If you're actually thinking, I'm going to go down to Washington and cause shit, nothing's going to stop the inauguration from happening. And if something dumb happens, they're just going to go inside and he'll take the oath in secrecy. Nothing's going to interrupt it. I, I don't understand what people are trying to get at by planning to go to Washington. But now they're talking about diverting some flights that are incoming on Tuesday and Wednesday to Washington. Hey, man, to be safe. Absolutely. Why the hell not? I guess. I mean, safety first. You want to protect the, the president and the vice president and you want to protect all and the citizens. leaders and dignitary, dignitaries. But I mean, this is getting stupid now, isn't it? No, I mean, I don't think that we can't sit here and say that we 100 percent feel like nothing bad's going to happen and no one said shit like people are going to be arguing about this for a long time, for many months. Um, the people who feel strongly about it and some of them have have been violent and you never know what's being planned. And uh, we've heard different rumors about potential underground things. And that shit's scary. Like that is scary. If, even if I live in a city if let's say the inauguration was happening where I live, that would scare the shit out of me to even be living in that area, just in case. Because I, as a citizen, I feel like, you know, what if, what if something happens? What if someone I know or someone I love, something happens to them as an innocent bystander with all this? You never know. You honestly never know. People are fucking crazy. So I'm, I'm all good with them taking every single precaution. That's great. Do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's totally fair. Uh, Today, Kamala Harris will officially resign her seat in the Senate because she's the new president of the Senate. That's one of the responsibilities of the vice president. She gets sworn in in two days. So that's the procedural thing that's happening today. Tomorrow is Donald Trump's last full day in office. And they say there's going to be at least 100 pardons issued. People are going to be watching that list. When it finally comes out from the White House, they'll publish who got a pardon and a little summary of what they were in jail for. Okay. If the name Donald Trump or Jared Kushner or uh, Donald Trump Jr. or or any of his kids or associates, if Rudy Giuliani's name is on there, people are going to lose their fucking minds. Sure they will. I I guess we won't know until we know, right? Right. Um, and so is that in the moment or after the fact that we find out? No, we find out after the fact. Okay. He signs all the pardons. Then they put out a press release Man. and put it on the White House website. Okay, if Donald Trump had a brain in his head at all, which I'm still I'm still not sure. But <laughs> he, I hope, has cameras right now following his every move. Ever since this shit went down, ever since the election day, basically, if he didn't, that's dumb. I don't know if it's allowed or not, but all I'm thinking is everyone wants to know what's going on right now through his mind and people around him and what they're saying. And if he has that captured, there may be some places willing to work with him and try to purchase that, the video or audio. I know everybody fucking hates him right now. He's banned on every platform, basically. But that's the only saving grace he might have to be everywhere or start his own network if that's what he chooses to try to do. I don't know. But anyway, I've just I, that thought just crossed my mind when you said that because I'd love to know what what is he and his people are talking about if they're even allowed to to record it right now. Man, that would be interesting.
And that could be history. a ten-part docu series, yeah. and he could make millions exactly. selling it to Prime and, uh, or Netflix or whatever. The last week in office, because yeah. I think people want to know yeah. what's going on there. Be, be, we so, all hear these stories, but none of those reporters are actually in the White House. It's just confidential, leaked info. Love him or hate him, you will watch that. Mm-hmm. You will watch that. Like I want to know what this fucking loser is doing. Or hey, that's my that's my president. My boy. I want to see right. Totally. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what? Now that you say it, I would love to see something like that. Yeah. And I have to think he's got a plan. And that is probably going to go into action at about 12.01 on Wednesday. We might not know it right away, but I'm pretty sure he's getting ready to to do something big. And uh, good on him. He has every right to. He certainly had the biggest platform in the world to promote himself. Now let's see what he does with it once he's able to actually do something with it. In the past, you have been very critical of the term Blue Monday. Mm-hmm. Today's Blue Monday, the the most depressing day of the year. And for those who don't know, because somebody asked me on Facebook already today, what is Blue Monday? They consider it the most depressing day of the year because it's basically a perfect storm. It's winter. It's cold. Our weather sucks. Uh, holiday debt is adding up. Your resolution from New Year's is out the fucking window. Uh, you don't know when you're going on vacation again. And this year, you add into that COVID restrictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a different year than most. But what I usually say every year, and I remind people of every single year, is that even the term Blue Monday, it was it was started as a PR thing from it was mm-hmm. a travel company, right? Because yep. that's the truth. Is in normal years, this is the time of year we're like, fuck, I need to get away. Like I just want to be on a tro- on a beach somewhere. I want to go somewhere tropical. I want to be warm. And this is the usually the time of year that it was the most popular and busy to be a travel agency or an online whatever so that's where it came from let's not forget that there was a reason behind it um even though you know yeah all of the things that they listed are true some people might feel more depressed this is a bad time of year usually for suicides uh around the holidays january all included but you have to think of it as glass half full as best you can. And a lot of us are in shitty predicaments right now, and I totally get that. But I still stand by what I've said every single year, and that's, you know, count your blessings. Count every single blessing, even though even if you can only count a few, count them and, and hang on to them. And we will get through it. I know you've heard that many times in the last 10 months, but honest to goodness, today, Blue Monday, is no different than any other day. We will get through it. We will see light at the end of the tunnel. I know it's, sh- it's shitty. Some moments are shitty. And today is supposed to be the shittiest of all the moments. But, like, fuck that. It, you know, it is what you make it. So make it, make it better. Make it good. Do something for yourself today that makes you happy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know CPR? So I, you know what? I do. Like I've taken courses. The last course that I took was when I was pregnant with my first. So um, for about four years ago, I guess I would have taken a course. Am I like certain that if something happened that I would be a lifesaver? I don't know. <laughs> So you know it, but you haven't actually had to put it into practice. Exactly. I know like he, some things. Yeah. Okay. Would you do CPR if somebody passed out on the street in front of you right now? 
knowing that it's COVID and not knowing where they've been. Because you certainly can't do CPR physically distanced. Right. Yeah. I mean, I would. Or with a mask on. I would. Um, but when you say CPR, I mean, to me, that's not necessarily a mouth to mouth. Not necessarily. No. Yeah. So, yes, I would do it. Just mouth to mouth is probably where I would cross the line unless it was a loved one. No. This is a weird story, and people are kind of shitting on the airline for this, and I'm not quite sure why, but a guy was on a United Airlines flight. Somebody had a cardiac incident, so this guy stopped and did CPR on him right there in the aisle of the plane and saved his life. The only problem here is, is that the guy whose life he saved had COVID, and the guy who did the CPR caught it. Ah, damn. Come on. Fuck, that Uh. sucks. So United Airlines is getting a lot of unwanted attention, and I don't think it's fair. United contacted that passenger and said, hey, listen, you did a great thing. You didn't let the guy die on our airplane, and that's wonderful to us. Yeah, that saved us so much paperwork. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to do something nice for you. We're going to give you a $200 travel voucher. So people are shitting on United Airlines for saying he saved a guy's life and you gave him 200 bucks in travel? Yeah, that the seem, fuck? That does seem pretty lame. That does seem pretty lame. I mean, I know they're hurting right now, the airlines. That I get. But I would rather something else, a different kind of gesture than a $200 credit. But see, they didn't have to do anything. No. United has nothing to do with no. this story no. other than it was on their plane. You're but they right. didn't know the guy was going to have a cardiac yeah, incident. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, but there you go. Then I think that's it. Don't even do anything at all over giving a $200 credit. Like, don't bother. Because now you kind of just look weird and bad and cheap. And that's the thing, right? Like, they actually would have gotten better. They would have had no bad PR. No good yeah. PR, but no yeah. bad yeah. had they not done anything at all. They did do something they didn't even have to do, and people are shitting on them for it. Mm. What the fuck? Mm. Hey, if you don't – you know what? You, you want to talk broke? Airlines are broke. They've got fucking nothing. The fact that they gave away a $200 voucher, that's like you giving away two grand. <laughs> they don't have a lot of money to be handed out right now. So I thought it was a nice gesture. Uh, While we're talking COVID here, a new outbreak has been uncovered in Chile. I don't know if we have any Chilean listeners to After 9, but if we do, yeah, you guys are a lot warmer than us right now. It's probably fucking beautiful there. And it (laughs) sucks here right now. It's cold. Yeah. In any case, um, at least 15 people that attended a party have caught COVID-19. Well, what was so important? Why did you guys have to have a party in the middle of a pandemic? (laughs) It's actually kind of stupid. Somebody threw a party for their cat and their birthday. A cat party? Yeah. How did they find that many people willing to go to a party for a cat? Right? Great question. I don't even know how many people were at the party, but I do know that at least 15 people who were there have caught COVID-19 so far. Wow. In fact, as far as I know, the only one who didn't catch COVID was the fucking cat. And the cat's probably like, what are you doing here? I don't know. I didn't ask for a fucking party. It's a pandemic. What are you guys doing? Get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. What are you doing, idiots? Okay. If your friend phones you and says, hey, it's little Fluffy's birthday on Saturday. Mm -hmm. We're having a party. Mm -hmm. You're not going to that fucking party, are you? No. 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 COVID aside, I wouldn't go if there – I wouldn't go anyway. No. It's a cat. The cat doesn't know what's going on. 
I don't want to be that guy who says dogs are better than cats, but they are. You know they are. Dog birthday party. Okay, the dog, you can make a big deal of it. Nah, it's fun, fun. Everybody likes the dog. The cat can just decide, you know what, fuck you, and just go upstairs and, and lay on a couch somewhere. Yeah. You won't even see the do, cat do at its own party. This, do you think that cat even stuck around? You just wanted an excuse for a party, so you used yes. your fucking cat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's exactly right. Why would you have a birthday party for a cat in the middle of COVID? Did the cat turn 500 years old? Because if so, okay, maybe I get it. But otherwise, no, that's stupid. We're coming up on uh, 10 months, is it, since the pandemic began? Yeah, but I think 10 we're, months now, right? We're about 10, yeah. So that means the vast majority of the population has had at least one quarantine birthday. Once we hit March, everyone will have had one quarantine birthday, right? Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. When you had to blow out the candles on your quarantine birthday, did you actually blow? Because I think most people, thanks to the public health measures, have realized, oh, fuck, maybe we shouldn't be eating cake that somebody literally blew on. <laughs> yeah, it's going to change the way, you know, and we talk a lot about the, the different ways that COVID will change things forever. And there's the more serious ones, sure. But but let's forget about those for a sec. The little things like blowing out candles on a cake won't happen the same way again like unless it's you're sharing that cake with only your immediate people and even then maybe you won't even do it that way anymore there's a hack this is from tiktok and it's so simple that i fucking hate that i didn't think of it but it makes sense if you think about it so this person decided you know what we're not going to put candles in the cake and have somebody blow on it and spread the germs everywhere even if it's not covid it could be fucking anything that somebody's got you just poke a little hole in the plastic that comes over the cake and stick the candles in there. Ah, not so not only do your respiratory droplets huh. not end up all over someone's food, you also don't get that shitty wax in the cake. Yeah, that shitty wax is the worst, too, when you see it dripping and it's taking the person so long to blow out the candle. And you're like, I don't want that piece. There's like fucking green wax oozing out of there. No thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Okay, that's smart. If you do buy the cake, I mean, assuming that you're not making the cake and then you got. But even if you do make the cake, you could find you could purchase something like that at the dollar store, even like a, a lid for it yourself and, and do that. That's a good hack. That is a good hack. Like you know, that. I kind of hate it's so simple yeah. that I can't believe I didn't think of that. Just put the candles in the plastic dome that goes over it. I wouldn't be surprised if they start making those. If you could just go to the dollar store and buy it ready to go with little candle holders right in it. Then you just take the plastic off. There's no wax in it. You slice up the cake, give it to everybody. Nobody gets COVID. They could sell it with vaccines. (laughs) Two for one special. Brought to you by Pfizer BioNTech. It's the brand new cake topper. Brand new. (laughs) Uh, one more thing, and, and there's no right or wrong answer here, but I'd like your take on it. Would you rather get, a when, when things go back to normal, would you rather have a 10% raise or an extra day a month off work? Huh. Don't answer yet. Okay. The reason I'm asking is because a lot of people believe that when things do eventually get back to normal, there's going to be businesses who are pretty hard up. They've been through a shitty year, and the money for pay increases isn't necessarily there. Some people are owed an increase, though. So some employers are going to try and cut deals or renegotiate with their employees. And one of the options might be, yeah, we could give you that 10% pay increase. That's a hell of a pay increase, by the way. 10% is pretty good. We can give you that 10% pay increase. Or how about an extra paid day off a month? 
What would you rather, cat? Oh, I'll take the cash every time. You want the money? I'll take the money every time. Yeah. I'll take the there's money. A lot, there's a lot of people who have really discovered the virtues of working from home, and they like the ability to be able to uh, jump on a call or a Zoom meeting, and it's all well and good. But then they can, as soon as that's done, run downstairs and throw another load of laundry in the dryer. And and they can take out something to thaw. They can get their bills paid a lot more conveniently. They can do that paperwork or that stupid fucking life insurance consultation and all the other life shit that we do with one extra day a month off. Maybe you'd have time to get it all done. But there's a lot of people who want the money, too. So I kind of get it. But what a... Ugh. 10% raise. What or... would you do? Because, see, I feel like this is, so, it all depends on your situation, right? If you feel like you have a good amount of, of vacation days to work with as is and you, whatever, you're not feeling overly stressed out about having to catch up on things or whatever you would use those days for, then you would opt for the money. Or if you need the money, you would opt for the money. So it all depends on your situation. But you, you're seriously not sure what you pick? I don't know what I'd pick. You know, I've been thinking about it, and I am still working from home. For those who don't know, Kat and I haven't been in the same studio together since last March. Mm -hmm. It just plain has not happened. However, when I do have to go back to work, I envision it's going to be a big adjustment. It'll be very similar to when you haven't gone to the gym in a long time. You go back, and even if you lift a five-pound weight, you're going to feel it the next day because you're using those muscles that you haven't used in a while. My life is going to be in complete fucking shambles when I have to eventually go back to work. Like, oh, my God, it's it's half an hour each way. That's an hour out of my day gone. And I'm going to get a front row seat. <laughs> oh, I know. I'll be so fucking frazzled. I won't have time to do anything, and I'm going to be tired, and then I'm going to be ordering food on the road and drinking coffee from Tim's instead of making it at home. It's going to be a major adjustment. I might actually – I mean, it, it would be tough to leave $100,000 on the table, but I might like that extra day off once a month. I'm kidding, by the way. I don't make a No, he's 100% accurate. That, that math works. That math works, everybody. Don't let him, don't let him pretend that wasn't real. <laughs> it's funny. There's people out there who think radio people get paid like celebrities do. Like, you know, how you, you can hear that, oh, Tom Cruise gets $20 million a movie. Well, radio people work 365 days a year. They're probably making something similar. Yeah. No yeah. fucking way. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Not even close. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if anybody's good at math and caught that one. Wait, and did the, the math in their head real quick. <laughs> Believe me, guys, it's nothing like that at all. Nothing like it. <laughs> uh, before we wrap it up, we should clarify. By the that, way, hence uh, why I'll take the money every time over the days off. <laughs> yeah, really? We need it. <laughs> Fuck. Those car payments don't make themselves. Honest to God. <laughs> um, we have put missed connections on hold for a little bit, guys, just so you know. Yeah, it's you know what it's one of the it's we're on lockdown here, and with that said, everyone's supposed to stay home. If you can go ahead and peruse them yourself, if you find them online, should you dare, and you're going to find most of the same thing. So we don't want to drag you through some uh, hey, you wore a mask and I wore a mask, and maybe we should bang uh, type scenarios, which is going to be for the next little while. So once they get a little hotter and spicier, we will have them for you again. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you're not really supposed to go out, and people aren't. So there's no missed connections. I mean, just some. They're shitty, though. All right, we're going to bounce, everybody. Tomorrow, we'll talk more about the inauguration of Joe Biden. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we always find a little bit of time to talk about The Bachelor. You're caught up now, by the way, aren't you? We can talk about this freely again. Uh, I am. Yeah, unfortunately. Isn't Victoria such I, a bitch? It hurts. Like, it, it actually hurts to watch moments where you fucking hate that person mm-hmm. that that personality i should say i don't know her but that per- type of that personality type just drives me crazy just drives me insane insane just arguing for the sake of arguing being a bitch for the sake of being a yep. bitch do you think she's really like that or is does she come by it honestly or is she just trying to get a tv deal when I this think, is all over i don't know about a tv deal because i honestly think you you need to have some kind of a like like people have to actually like you like you can have an attitude but people still like you you know what i mean like they're just still like she's such a bitch but she's so funny and entertaining she's none of those things she's not funny or entertaining she's just a straight up bitch so i do not think so i think she probably wants on paradise when they when they do it when they're able to do bachelor in paradise again which they're hoping to actually be able to do spring summer she wants in and you know what she'll she'll get in she will get in just based off of her fucking attitude for sure Mm -hmm. because being in a scenario like that'll be even more entertaining that's the kind of stuff i like to watch is those bitchy people on the island but for bachelor and for bachelorette boils my blood but yes i do think that she is kind of like that but she's amplified it because she knows that that's what people like to see so it'll bring her back to paradise that's what i think and on that we will say have yourself a happy fucking monday guys we will catch you right back here tomorrow with another edition of after nine